you know, when you finish a project, if you're doing a creative project, when you finish it, you'll have, you know, overall confidence in yourself and what you did. And when you have higher confidence and greater self-efficacy, then you're more likely to take chances on new experiences or put yourselves into put yourself into more testing situations. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our wayward lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm your host today, Brittany, joined by my marvelous mother, Amy. Hello. Hello. This is actually, guys, our 30th episode. Can you believe that, Mom? I know. I can't believe it. (laughs) We're super excited about that. Um, So today we are going to be talking about a little article that my mom found, three hobbies that you should adopt in life. But before we get into that, Mom, you have some trivia, correct? I do. And it is focused around health and wellness. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to nail these. Okay. All right. So Brittany, the first question, actually, basically these are all true or false. People who regularly eat dinner or breakfast in restaurants double their risk of becoming obese. True. Okay. Number two, farting helps reduce high blood pressure and is good for your health. True or true. false? True. True. That is correct. Number There's two. a little a little saying, bean beans, there's two of them. Bean beans are good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart, the more you fart, the better you feel. So eat some beans in every meal. And then there's beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot, the more you toot, the better you feel. So eat some beans in every meal. <laughs> but that's beans. Well, I guess because you're, you're farting, I guess the end result. All right. Okay. Number three. Laughing 100 times is equivalent to 45 minutes of exercise on a stationary bicycle. True or false? Uh, I think that depends because what's the resistance you're going at on the stationary bicycle? What's the speed you're going at? Okay, fine. But come up with an answer. You're just going in average. True. Say true. Okay, actually, it is false. It's equivalent to 15 minutes, not 45 minutes of exercise on a bicycle, stationary bicycle. So if I laugh 300 times. (laughs) Oh, look, does this count as a laugh? Yeah. (laughs) Or is it one laugh? Ha, 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 ha. (laughs) All right, number four. Sitting for more than three hours a day can cut two years off a person's life expectancy. True or false? That's terrifying. True. That is true. All right. I got a couple more because this was actually pretty good. Sleeping less than five hours each night reduces your life expectancy. True or false? True. That is actually false. If you sleep less than seven hours seven hours will reduce your life expectancy. So nothing, but actually that would be inclusive of that, I think, because if you're sleeping less than seven, well, then you're sleeping less than five. five, Right. Yep. So I don't know. They need to look at that one. Okay. 
Uh, two more. I know I said that before, but I like these. One can of soda a day can increase your chances of getting type 2 diabetes. True or false? True. true. That, that is true. All right. And the last one. You can burn 50% more fat by exercising in the morning on an empty stomach. True, true. or false? That is actually false. You can only oh. burn 20% more fat, not 50%. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Good trivia. Good trivia. I like that. Okay, mom, do you want us want to run us through the article that you found? So I found this article. Typically what I do for my own Instagram and on Facebook, I basically post a um, some type of motivational quote. And every now and then I find some things that I think are applicable uh, for wayward lasses. And this one, the find three hobbies um, I thought was pretty good in terms of, you know, things that we cover. So what I'm going to do, Brittany, is I am going to read you these three hobbies that they say will help, uh, increase your success, your, um, happiness, as well as your fulfillment in life. So that being said, the first hobby that they say that you should have is one to make you money. I think that's a great idea. One to make um, you money. I kind of, you know, read the article, so I know a little bit about it. But if you're going to have a hobby, why not pick one that can make you money? You know, work on that that passive income, ways mm-hmm. that you can make money while you're not even having to work at it. Um, I actually started doing this. I have my own little Etsy store, and I have like a couple of things up there. But every now and then I'll get an email that I sold something, and it's like $1.99. But, um, you know, the more I add and the more sales I get, the more money I'll be bringing in. So, uh, I, I mean, I picked up a hobby. I use Canva with it. I'm learning how to, you know, make different posts and mock-ups and create different digital downloads. So I would definitely say this is a great hobby to have. It does take some, you know, time to get used to it. You know, you definitely have to plan to learn to be successful at this new hobby if you do want to make the money at it. So I, I also originally agreed with this. Um, so they, they had some, so also what I did uh, for our listeners is after I found the quote, I actually went online and I searched for the three hobbies. So I found this uh, article about the three hobbies. And um, one of the things that they say is social media marketing, blogging, um, but I think sometimes, at least I've heard this, I don't know where I've heard it, that doing something that gives you joy is a good thing, your hobby, right? So it can be baking, it could be blogging, it could be you know painting, whatever it might be. But I think the minute that you start to monetize it, where you start to make money, I think that's where I've heard the joy actually is taken out of your hobby because now there's this um, maybe – stress that you're putting upon yourself in terms of, okay, I'm making money here. I got to keep making money here. Or maybe, Brittany, you've got such a great Etsy site that you've got hundreds of orders and now you're stressed because you've got people who've paid you money to fulfill those particular orders. So I think I'm on the fence with this one. I think it's a great thing if you can find a hobby that will make you money. But I think at some point, it may reach um, a point where it can actually take the joy out of your hobby because of the fact that there's that undue stress that comes along with it. 
yeah, kind of being overwhelming. I agree with that. And the thing I like about what I chose to do for my Etsy store, it's it's digital downloads. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to make anything. I I create the original product and then if somebody wants it, they pay for it and they immediately get it. Um, so I like that idea versus, you know, I, my husband got me a cricket and I, you know, I was like, I want to open up my own shop and make all these, all of these things. And I started to do that at the high school that I worked at mm -hmm. and I would make like signs and, and different types of, you know, products with my cricket. And then it became overwhelming to, you know, have to buy all the materials for it and the, the time spent doing it. And I think you're definitely correct. Depending on what type of hobby it is that you're going to get into to help make yourself some money, you want to make sure that it's not something that will put too much stress on you. Um, the more that that hobby builds or the more people that you have coming into that wanting your product. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. The second one is find a hobby that will help you keep in shape. So to expand upon that, this article says that keeping in shape can be many different things to the different people in terms of it might be physical, it might be mental. You know, somebody might go for a run versus somebody might meditate, right? So the other thing that they had pointed out is finding a hobby that'll help keep you in shape will also have a ripple effect through your life because exercise is good for you in terms of your energy, your mood, and your productivity. So what do you think of that one, Britt? I like this one. I like that the article talks about the different like hobbies to keep you in shape physically and hobbies to keep you in shape mentally. And we talked about that, especially since it's Mental Health Awareness Month. We are always so focused on our physical bodies and going to the doctor if there's something wrong, like if there's like a skin rash or something, but mm -hmm. no one ever takes the time to focus on their mental health and the strength of that. So can you rewind sorry it? guys, we had to pause there. We had a little bit of a kind of an issue. We were missing Courtney and we had no idea where she was and we tried calling and texting her for over an hour and she finally got back to us. Her phone died and uh, so- there are no we, clocks in her house. There are no <laughs> clocks in her house, and she kind of lost track of time. So I don't know what I was saying, but back to it. I think I was saying I like that he divides it into getting into shape physically and mentally. I do like that he has the pole dancing there. I've, I've always been interested in doing that. Um, I guess one of the things is picking up a hobby to stay in shape physically. It's You got to be careful if you're trying to watch your money, you know? So taking classes, like there's a UFC gym, like right down the street from me now. And I wanted, they have a women's kickboxing class, oh, and they cool. have Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I don't think I'm going to be able to swing a monthly membership for a place, you know, while building a new house. So um, definitely, I think, I think also if you treat it as a hobby, yeah. whether it's working out or whatever it is to keep yourself in shape physically, I don't think it will be so daunting to do it. Like, oh gosh, I have to work out versus if you treat it as a hobby. And then I like the ideas that were given for keeping in shape mentally, like meditation, yoga, reading, um, puzzles and board games and positive affirmations. These are all things that we've talked about before. And definitely, you know, for mental health awareness month, doing something that gets your brain working versus just scrolling through your phone and activating those neurons is definitely going to be something to keep your, your brain in tip top shape. Yeah. And just to kind of add on to this, but basically reiterating what you said, Britt, I think when you, a hobby should be done for pleasure, right? So it's, it's not the same as you saying, well, I need to exercise because I need to lose 10 pounds because my doctor told me to versus, 
you know what? I really love swimming in the morning or I love pole dancing or (laughs) I, I love going to the gym, lifting weights. And I think the moment you put some type of goal and, and not always, it, it's not a, an all or nothing, but I know for me, if I put a goal on something, then it doesn't necessarily take the joy out of it, but it's more pressure. And when you think of a hobby, right? Hobbies are supposed to be for pleasure versus something that requires, you know, your, your discipline, um, Whereas hobbies, I can do it one day and I don't have to do it another day, right? So that's the difference, right? Hobbies versus something that you set a goal to. Like work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's considered, I think it's more work than than anything. You know, w- one thing, I think it's a hobby, but a goal, I would love to do another sprint triathlon. Um but that's a hobby, right? So I don't have a goal like by this summer, I'm going to do another sprint triathlon. Because if I did, I would be training and I would I, it, it would just take the joy out versus, you know what, I'll eventually get to it. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one more thing I wanted to mention about this was the author kind of talks about, you know, picking hobbies that keep your uh, keep yourself in shape mentally. Um, basically just talking about how when you have improved mental health, you'll have better control of your emotions. You'll better be able to empathize with others and it'll allow you to be in control of how and to which situations you react. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that that was mentioned as well. All right. I did that little again. Oh, you've done it so many times. I, <laughs> I can't help it. All right. <laughs> hobby number three is pick a hobby where you can be creative. So with this article, what it's saying is as you get to be older, sometimes what happens is creativity is overlooked, right? You look at children and children are so um, intrigued and interested with things like drawing or building something. But for some reason, as we get older, that creativity seems to in terms of priority, become lower and lower on that priority list. Um, So I love that they had this as a a hobby to have to make your life happier, right? So Brittany, what do you think about having a hobby to stay creative? I love this one too. Um, I think it's always important for people to have an outlet, especially a creative outlet. Like I I know um, if Alex doesn't like when he wasn't making music or if he's not drumming or doing something along the lines of that, you can tell a difference in like emotions or mood. It's like, well, you have no outlet. You just, you know, you're just going to work and you're on your phone. You have no way to express yourself, to get out some emotions, to, you know, to use your brain. Um, so I definitely like that a lot to have a hobby where you can use, you know, your creative sense, if you will. Um, but I agree with you. I think as kids, we are a lot more creative. And as we get older, we are put you know, we're put more and more and more into a box of, you know, that little robotic life that you talked about in your, in your blog of work, waking up, working, going to sleep, you know, you're just, you're in the cog of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, definitely like that. There's a quote here that he has, if, um, 
you know, when you finish a project, if you're doing a creative project, when you finish it, you'll have, you know, overall confidence in yourself and what you did. And when you have higher confidence and greater self-efficacy, then you're more likely to take chances on new experiences or put yourselves into put yourself into more testing situations. So I definitely agree with that statement. And something else I want to kind of touch on that he also mentioned in the article. I just did this. I know. <laughs> um, is it's also really good for job hunting, especially as a teacher. We talked about the four C's, um, you know, collaboration, communication, and of course, I can't think of the other two uh, right now. Oh, creativity, and then the other one I can't think of right now. But being creative in the job force is really important. Being able to think outside of the box and come up with solutions that other people haven't thought of. The more that you are accessing the creative mode and you know your brain is, is being creative in those senses, you're going to be able to solve problems in the workforce and be able to use examples and interviews and really be effective at work and show your worth um, by, be, by solving issues and thinking outside of the box. Yeah, I, I would also say that I think when you are a creative person, more along the lines of what you said, I think it bleeds into other aspects of your life, whether that's work or whether you build confidence as a result of having your hobby. Um, I think it just accentuates, if you will, other areas of your life. Again, whether it be work, because now you're thinking outside of the box. Now you're not afraid to express yourself. Maybe it's in relationships that you have with your partner or with your friends or your parents, whatever it might be. Um, maybe you'll start to see those things improve as a result because you now have that outlet to be able to be expressive, to be able to be creative, right? Um, like you said, Alex, if he didn't have his music, you know, if all he did was go to work nine to five and didn't do anything. I mean, can you imagine what your relationship would be like with him? And maybe you guys have had that at one point where it was just, you know, work, come home, eat, go to sleep, do nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely has had impacts like that. And that's when I notice it. I'm like, you haven't done anything for yourself lately. Like, creatively or have given yourself an outlet. So um, you're definitely correct about that. And and um, I've also noticed that like for me as well, and I'm going to have to work on this because I was involved in guard, color guard and winter guard for so long since I was in high school, since I was a freshman in high school. That's a very long time. 2009? What year? Yeah, 2009 I was in high school, I think. Too long. Wait, I graduated high school in 2009. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> getting old. Four years. So I don't know. A very long time I have been involved in this activity and it allowed me to be creative. It was a hobby that did all of the things. All of the things. There, as I said it. It was a hobby that essentially became a job, but I made money off of it. Um, I was able, it was a hobby that kept me in shape because I was dancing and instructing. And then it was a hobby that kept me creative because I would create dance routines or flag routines and all of those things. So now that I have kind of taken that out of my life, I'm definitely going to need to make sure that I have all three of these hobbies, you know, locked, locked and loaded in order, in order for me to be truly happy, I think. <laughs> locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Do you have anything else to say about that one? No, I think that's it. I, I would like to get back to um, painting. The other. Painting, painting was very good for me. I, I used to do that a lot. And 
my gnomes. I like making gnomes, but uh, we're talking about an Etsy shop for our gnomes. So that's going to like provide or create some stress. But in any way, in any case, I, I do love making gnomes. I, I'll have to show our uh, our listeners once we get onto uh, YouTube and show them how cute they look. They are super cute. <laughs> All right, guys. So before we ended today, we wanted to touch back to um, episode 28, where we were talking about um, the different ways to safeguard your mental health. And from that, we had um, kind of a challenge. Essentially, there was different challenges that you could look at to try to get your mental health back in shape. And we all picked something different. Mine was the brain dump. And I, of course, forgot just like, you know, the high, the high five challenge. I actually did. I didn't even think about it till today. I was scrolling through TikTok and someone posted a video about doing a brain dump. And he had like this cool like Excel sheet and he like took his brain dump and made it into some other spreadsheet with lists. And I was like, wow, I totally forgot to do that. I'm the worst at these. I need like daily reminders to do this. But mom, how did you do on yours? I think yours was identify your coping styles. Mine, Yes, mine was identify coping styles. And it's funny because every time I got into a disagreement, I would, my, my first reaction is um, just to shut up. And then it's to decide whether or not I'm going to open my mouth or not. So if you guys recall, as far as the three major coping skills go, it was problem solving, focused coping skills, uh, where the coping skill uh, is solutions driven, right? So when a problem crops up, then you would essentially strategize on how to keep that same problem from reoccurring versus emotional coping, where emotional copers take stock of what they can't control and seek positive emotions in the things that they can. And then I remember this avoidance coping because I think we said that Courtney did that, right? Avoidance coping is this type of coping should be avoided when possible and involves creating harmful habits that are ultimately different forms of self-blame. So what I realize more often than not, it's not that I, okay, let me clarify. It depends on where the coping skill was required. When I am at work, the coping skill that I use is problem solving because for the most part, I am detached from the situation. A goal needs to be accomplished. Um, if I have a situation with a coworker where I don't agree, you know, rather than run my mouth or avoid them, I will approach it in a problem solving uh, perspective. Whereas when I am at home, Every time this happened without fail, I use emotional coping. So I will take stock of what's going on and then I will actually try and put a positive spin on it. Sometimes I can be sarcastic like, all right, yeah, you're right. Yep, yep, you're right. And hopefully my sarcasm, my intention is that my sarcasm will come across and you'll be like, well, you're just saying that just to please me. Like, yeah, you're right, but I'm not really because I'm saying you're right. But if you hear it in my voice, you'll you will definitely hear that I'm being sarcastic. But other times, it's I try and find a way to be positive about it. Um, it's not the easiest thing, <laughs> but I was able to identify that I, for the most part, even though it's situational, I basically use emotional coping. I can see that. Yeah. 
I can see that. And you'll be happy to know I just wrote Brain Dump on a post-it note and stuck it right in front of my computer that I look at every day. So I'm going to be doing the Brain Dump this week. (laughs) We'll check back. I should write on my whiteboard then to check back with Brittany on our next episode, how she fared with the Brain Dump exercise. Yes, I'm very excited to see the results of this. <laughs> All right, Mom, you have anything else you want to add? I do not. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, to uh, summarize what we went over, ma, 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 my mother, she found an article, um, three hobbies that you need in life, one to make you money, one to keep you in shape, one to keep you uh, want to stay creative. <laughs> want to stay creative. I got the verbiage wrong on that one. So hopefully you guys learned a little bit something from here. Hopefully you have some of these hobbies or one of these hobbies. Maybe you'll build up to having all three. Uh, let us know. We we love to hear from you guys. So thank you. So I just did the smack. <sighs> thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcast as well as rating us on Apple and Spotify. If you love this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories or just on your Instagram and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. If you're not following us, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? But we will have something to share with you guys probably within the next week or so as far as following us goes. We're excited about that. Yeah, and I think we have 59 followers, so <laughs> if we can reach 100, that would be super cool. <laughs> but you got to follow us. Yes. yes, that's <laughs> our goal. Follow us so you can stay up to date on the tips, tricks, and short stories that we share or send us some love on our Wayward Lasses Facebook community page. Don't forget that if there's a topic you'd love for us to cover, email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com and our website, www.waywardlasses.com. Our shop is on there, mom's blog post, maybe some gnomes will be up there soon. We, we got a lot of things that we're working on and we just, I think we need a brain dump, mom. We need to brain dump it all out. Yeah, let's do it. We need to create visual, visual maps with arrows. I'm a very visual learner, so we'll get, we'll get all of this done. We'll get there, mom, yes. Would you like to close us out for today? Absolutely. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. And until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real. Bye. Stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. Remember, we didn't do it last time. I can't believe you fell asleep for that movie. <laughs>